Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches, for going hexing. Oh, witches, we have such a treat for you today. It's not even funny. Truly a treat and a half. Like a treat. A treat. Yeah. Like Like, something that's good enough to eat. Like, have we talked about this? I feel like we have. Are you a pastry person? Duh, you're a pastry person. Are you a croissant person? Oh, yeah. I fucking love a croissant. Are you a scone person? You know, I'm not really sure because I've only had like a couple scones in my life, but I would fuck with the scone. Dude, like literally when, so we have a wonderful guest. We have an amazing guest on the Mm -hmm. cast today, Alejandra Luisa Leon. She just reminds me of like a really good like cranberry orange scone. Ooh, stop. Yes. Yeah. That's why, because some people like sometimes don't like scones and I'm like, scones are the best things ever. Like I would take a scone scones, over like, yeah. scones like I said, I'll fuck with a scone. Yeah. yeah. Like and the guys. cranberry orange, bro. Like just to, just to give you a preview, she's a Leo too. So yeah. she has that brightening energetic vibe that you just like can feed off of. Like it's just, she brightens the day. She brightens the room. She brightens the world. So literally, and she came into our lives. So she has three amazing decks like absolutely fucking amazing and for my birthday this year Sean got me a gift and mm-hmm. she got me one of her decks that she found mm-hmm. in Salem and it's literally like the most Leo deck in the yeah. whole world yeah mm-hmm. and Leo it's, overload it's literally Leo overload and it's literally amazing and we just talk about her and her decks and her life and just everything fucking cool about her because she's so cool. She's so cool. She's so intelligent, beautiful, like inside and out. And it's so like, she's such a teacher. She gives like this, this beautiful teaching energy. And it's so nice to talk to these, like these humans that like, you could tell their souls are ancient, you know, yes. like they have come from another place to teach us something. And Alejandra is absolutely one of those old souls that like they're a gift to the people of this world. They come as guides and she's just like so incredible to speak to and to learn from. And just like the amount of esoteric and life knowledge that she has at such a young age, it's incredible. So like, you know, you're going to be very pleased with this episode, y'all. Yes. Oh my gosh. Should we just dive in? Let's go. We got three triple goddess Leos in the building. Everyone. This is just, I mean, fire, 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 just everywhere. Just flames. It's all (laughs) happening. We're all happening. (laughs) Alejandra Luisa Leon. Welcome to the podcast thank you for having me I'm so happy to be here oh my god we are so excited to have you on with us today and to head off the conversation can you please share with our audience who you are what you do and a bit about your spiritual practice yes so as you said in your lovely introduction I'm Alejandra Luisa Leon And I have uh, my own little biz uh, revolving around tarot and astrology. Um, I do give readings, but I've also created three decks. I'm a collage artist. I collage with old school style, like paper, scissors, tape, 
and I've made three decks, a tarot deck, an astrology deck, and an oracle deck um, that I all sell in my little online shop. And then I also give readings and on Instagram just talk about astrology and tarot. And so I've just made a little biz about being a mystical babe. <laughs> Love that. Oh my God, mystical babe. She's yeah, a mystical babe, and she knows it. We, we love that. We love that. We love that fire energy. What are your big three? Oh, I'm a Leo sun. I'm an Aries moon, mm-hmm. and my ascendant is an evolving mystery because technically I'm an Aquarius ascendant, 29 degrees. Mm-hmm. But had I been born two minutes later, I would have been a Pisces rising. And I was born in Ecuador, you know, manual old clocks, who knows, you know, in the world of time. So I actually kind of feel like both. I've, I've had both come through in my life. Um, Pisces comes through a lot, actually. Uh, so my ascendant kind of surfs both. And I think it's kind of a karmic thing that I don't really know for sure. And that I'm constantly confused by it. (laughs) So I'm kind of both, I guess. Interesting. That's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Wow. Well, that, that is amazing. And it's like really cool that you vibe with both because I feel like a lot of people like vibe with like the certain different degrees of their, their charts when they're kind of closer um, to cert to different like signs, you know, that's, that's yeah. really cool. Wow. Yeah. I definitely have a question about the lion energy later on. But okay. right now I want to talk about the stars of the show, the decks. So as you said, you have created not one, not two, but three divination decks so far. That's an amazing feat. So congratulations, like quick congratulations, by the way. Uh, like, thank you. Artist. Thank yes. you. Can you talk us through the creative process and the creation process as well for your decks and what you learned about yourself in the process. Absolutely. Well, the beginning of it really revolves around my grief. I had lost my brother and my dad in the space of two years. And after I lost my dad, I really sunk into my collage practice because I was extremely inward. I didn't want to be social at the time. I needed to just grieve and be in that cocoon. So collaging by myself was extremely comforting and healing for me. And in that space, the Lioness Oracle Tarot images started coming through. And it, in the beginning, it was really just a collage to collage. But about a year later, I noticed that these images were occult in nature, could be occult in nature, were forming into tarot images. I had been on the tarot path for a long time and I I committed to it. I said, okay, I'm really gonna make all 78 images. And that's how that project uh, started progressing. And I my creative process really stayed the same in that it was like this, quiet time for me, like put on music, light some incense, light a candle, make a pot of tea and just collage. And it was like my peace time. And that's how it's always been. It hasn't changed. Uh, I'd say 
the only thing that's changed over time is really just knowing after, you know, two projects, three projects, like there's a new project that wants to come through. And uh, after tarot, I wanted to just make an Oracle deck. I had done this big, you know, strict form with the tarot, the 78 cards, the major arcana, the minor arcana, all of that. I wanted to just be free. So I just wanted to make an Oracle deck. Just let's just make what I want. Let's just see what comes through. And that was vision of the muse. And then astrology started happening simultaneously with vision of the muse. I was making the zodiac signs and I knew, oh, okay, this is going to be something, but I'm just going to put it to the side for a minute, you know, focus on this project. And once I finished vision of the muse and really thought about astrology, like, what will this be? I ended up thinking, how about like a foundational Oracle deck that has like all of the basic pieces of astrology that one needs to know to like form a strong foundation. So, you know, the signs, the planets, the houses, the uh, modalities, you know, and so on and so forth. The North node, the South node, you know? Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make all those, you know, I'm going to do this. And so that was, you know, similar to the tarot and that it had like some structure, but really my practice, even though I had these goals in mind, really remain the same in the sense that it was that sit down, put on the music, make a pot of tea, sift through images, cut out images. You know, some days are, I'm just cutting out a bunch of different images that I've collected. Um, other days it's like, oh, I'm really forming the images here. I'm really working on the pieces. That's, and, and I don't necessarily go into it choosing. I just kind of set up my space and go with the flow. Like today I'm just searching for images. Today I'm sorting through my images. Today I'm cleaning up my collection. Today it really seems like I'm making the cards or the pieces today. And it, I just kind of go with the flow for the most part. And it's, it's very flowy until it reaches like, you know, the last 20 cards, the last 10 cards, then I know I really have to, you know, these are the only ones I have left. These are, this is what I have left to work on. It starts getting a little more structured at that point, but it's very intuitive. I was just about to yeah. say like yeah. your intuition is so on point with every single card and collaging is also super therapeutic like there's so many times yes. in they do say like make a collage to really get like all your emotions and what you want to put out into the universe and like you with especially the like the tarot deck like you put in that divine feminine energy into every single card which is so different and like my favorite card is the moon. That's always going to be my favorite card. And the way oh, that you cool. did it just was like, that's fucking it. Like, it just hits so <laughs> hard. And whenever, like, also, I use your deck during my time of the month. Like, that's when I, I feel love that. the most, right? Like, that's when I feel the most energy that comes out of it. Because it is, like, such divine, powerful fucking energy. Like, oh, my, I could keep going on and on. I just, I'm obsessed with your decks. Oh, thank you. And I love that you um, have an affinity for the moon card because, you know, popular cards that people really love. It's like the strength card, the hermit card. A lot of people love the sun card, uh, the, you know, the, 
different ones, but I haven't quite met someone who really their favorite is the moon. So I love hearing that from you. And I remember making that card and it was very powerful when I was making it. Like I could feel, you know, choosing the blood moon instead of a regular moon and, you know, the black Panther and the, you know, everything was, it, it felt like potent when I made it. So I'm glad you like it. Oh my God. Anytime in a deck, I immediately go to the moon card and I'm like, okay, if this resonates with me, great. I'm going to fucking love this deck. Like already know. Ah. I mean, it's the test. Yeah. It's yeah. And like going into like how you're putting in, I mean, you put so much like Leo energy into your work. I did. You do. (laughs) Like you are a Leo sign and you have spoken about the translation of your last name too, which is Leon yes. being lion yes. Spanish. Yes. So yes. how does the spirit of the great feline resonate with you? And how has the lion supported you through your life and practice? Such an amazing question. Where do I begin? Um, I've, I've really resonated with being a Leo since I was little. Since I was little, I remember knowing my sun sign really early to the point where I can't remember even like the first time I found out about astrology or zodiac signs. I just always knew I was a Leo and it always felt right, even though my path with astrology didn't deepen until later. I just, I, I think I had that quintessential like, Leo, Leo is the best sign. You know, Leos always think that about their sign. And I always, I always felt that way growing up and cats were a part of my life since I was a baby. I mean, there, I have a collection of photos of me as a five-year-old, a six-year-old, a seven-year-old holding like various cats. We always had a ton of them growing up, like uh, friends and family friends, they would find cats and they would always call us first and say like, can we bring it to your house? Like, do you want to rescue it? We just, everyone knew we rescued cats and we, they were just always coming through our home. We always had like multiple cats. So I just always felt connected to them in that way before I really, you know, uh, connected it with like a, a life guide and, you know, knowing that, you know, my last name means lion and it evolved over time, you know, the love and the deepening of it. And especially after I started studying astrology and, getting more spiritual, more mystical, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, the cat is, they're a guide, you know, and I think it felt really healing to sink into that even more with my Saturn return, because that's really what, what happened is I was 29, 28 and 29, and I, knew I wanted to start my own biz, some kind of biz. And uh, at the time I was like, let's do it around tarot because my tarot practice was really blossoming. And I was searching for a name and alias and the lioness oracle came through and it felt really authentic to uh, who I am as a Leo, my last name, Leon. And after my father passing, who's I get the name Leon from, it just felt even more supportive to lean into the lion energy because lions and Leos are ruled by the heart, you know, lion hearted. And time and time again in my life, I've had to 
lean into my heart space to to have the courage to continue uh, despite hardships, despite challenges, you know, uh, and I, I really, it, it felt good to put that into a tool, a tarot tool that other people can use. And I've really seen that over the years that the, the lioness energy seems really supportive to other people too, in uh, getting in touch with their own fierce, courageous, strong energy. It's kind of like wrapping the strength card through everything because life requires strength you know it requires endurance and it requires getting up time and time again so um you know that the feline energy I feel is really supportive in like knowing when to rest when to nurture and when to go after what you want and when to be fierce when to be courageous and fearless and but also vulnerable you know so and I, I have cats, you know, I have two of them and, you know, I wear the le leopard print all the time and I just really get through and through. I mean, I'm wearing it right now. You can see, <laughs> you know, I have a big yeah. cat on my shirt. Love it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just something that um, feels really supportive. Yeah. To lean into in this life. So beautiful. I really oh. that that's so hard because I, I love cats too. And unfortunately I'm, I've developed an allergy to them over oh, the no. years when I was a kid. I know it's devastating. When I was a kid, I had three cats and I was obsessed with them, like Buttons, Roxanne and Slinky. And oh. I was just in love with these cats. And, um, you know, as I like grew older and we only had dogs after our cats passed, we didn't get any more cats. I started to noticed that I was like allergic to them when they would like lick me or like rub on me like even the dander in the skin and the saliva and it was so devastating because like cats are such a a powerful symbol of just you know endless energy fearlessness curiosity you know I love the the cat spirit and I also love like I have a deep love for ancient Egypt so oh I yeah love the the thought of the cat spirit and like connecting with that that guardian of the underworld you know this is just me like going off on a tangent right now so I'll pull myself back no I love it all to say I love what you have to say about the cat energy yeah and I you can connect with the feline energy even if you don't have them in your home you know you, you can don the attire you can keep images of them around you can um, enjoy documentaries about them, learning about them, you know, there's so many different ways that, and like you said, ancient Egyptian symbolism of how they revered cats, you know, there's different ways to uh, connect with the energy. Absolutely. And going back a little bit about what you said about working through transformation, you know, bringing the cat energy in for strength through trauma, I do have a question about that. So, we have talked about loss a bit. You also talk about it on your website. You talk about through loss, how you evolved and transformed. And obviously these projects that you have been putting out to the world and we've been loving and eating them up are, you know, a result of your growth during that period. So you also have talked about art as a liminal tool, lantern in the darkness. You talk about this on your website. And I love that idea. I love that imagery. I'm wondering 
about what art has taught you about personal transformation and how has art helped you and supported you grow through that trauma? Well, the first thing I'm thinking of is creating art requires aligning with your own cycles, you know, when your cup is full, when you feel like you have a muse, when you feel like it's time to create and when that muse is gone, when that cup is dry, you know, when it's time to rest and refill. And for me, uh, that cycle has made itself incredibly apparent to me personally, you know, everyone's different, you know, uh, but uh, I definitely go through ebbs and flows of it you know, where it's dry and I'm not feeling creative and I'm feeling a little more restful, uh, maybe even a little more down. It's like on a down slump, you know, and then there are times where I'm just like a fountain overflowing and all these things are coming through and it's time to create. And I've really had to align with that cycle. And it's taught me a lot about myself and it's taught me a lot about life in general, about uh, learning to surrender to the flow and uh, trust and faith, you know, it's, it's been a really interesting process. And, and I think that there's a transformation that I go through personally with, in those times when I'm not creating, there's something in me that is integrating there's something in me that is blossoming even though it seems like I'm not doing there's something that's happening there's something that's moving there's something that's changing healing and then when I reach the end of that cycle then it's time to to share and create and whether that's you know I'm working on the project or it's time to do the production work on the project or it's time to you know, start sharing it. Here it is, you know, there's all these different cycles. And so uh, it's, you know, it's, it's really aligned with, you know, my healing process of life, you know, I'm not always feeling extroverted, sometimes I'm feeling introverted, you know, and so I have to kind of uh, walk that balance of where I'm at in life with where I'm at in my business and where I'm at as an artist. So that's the transformation bit of it. Um, kind of aligning with my healing process. And uh, the second part, I mean, I think the most important thing that I've learned is that through really difficult death processes in life, there will be a rebirth afterwards. And, you know, this gets talked about so much in the esoteric world, in the tarot world, you know, death and rebirth, it gets talked about a lot. But to when you're actually going through it, you know, um, it's, it's pretty intense. And so to be going through whatever death process you're going through, whether it's loss or it's the ending of something big, end of a relationship, or it's big changes, or you're realizing you have to make changes within yourself or in life, and you're going through this big death process, it's pretty intense and it's challenging, but if you stick with it and you're, you're in it and you work with it, there's this big rebirth process afterwards. And I think because my collage process has been so interwoven with uh, loss in my life and grief and 
And even after, you know, the first bout of losses, you know, I went through a divorce and um, some other things. And, you know, I, some of my second and third project is really coming out of that. And um, I think I've just really learned that for me, there's this big creative burst after I go through the liminal transformation stage of healing. Um, so it's kind of what I said in the first part about transformation is kind of what I've learned in the second part too, is just that after the, the, you know, the hanged man, the death, you know, the tower, the whatever it is, and, and you're going through this phase, afterwards, there can be this really amazing rebirth of like the empress or, you know, the garden of the sun and, you know, these just these new things that can happen. And I think that's basically what I've learned. And it, it keeps me going because life's fucking intense. <laughs> so, you know, um, it's, it's good to have faith in that. You know, what's like beautiful. This is, I mean, this is going to be cliche, but not because of everything you just said. I literally just kept thinking of the Lion King in the back of my yeah. head. I literally just kept thinking that because, okay, obviously we're talking about the Leo energy and the circle of life, but yeah. look at like Simba's journey. Like it's oh, super yeah. symbolic, mm. honestly, of the major arcana when you kind of think about like what Simba has mm -hmm. gone through. Like, and if you haven't seen the Lion King, Guys, you what are you doing? Like you have to, <laughs> if you don't know what the Lion King is about, we're not gonna spoil it, but you know. But it's so like it is very symbolic. Like you have to go through unfortunately life is hard right now. There are some really hard fucking times, like especially right now. And the past brings up a lot of that. And we have to keep going because and it's also okay to like if you're not having that energetic, like the, the creative burst, that's okay. Like take your mm -hmm. time, do what you need to do to heal and process, but it's going to come back and just like a light bulb, you're going to want to get back into that. And I don't, I don't know why I just literally kept thinking of the Lion King. I was like, Oh my God, Simba, like, wow, that kind of makes sense now of just like the circle of life. Absolutely. And you know, in movies, they're often, especially like heroic journeys like the Lion King, they're often using the hero's journey archetype, which is essentially the major arcana, like you said, where you start out, you know, like Simba starts out as the fool, right? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't care. It's going to be fine. Like, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, you go through death, you go through the devil with, you know, Sar and you go through, um, scar it's scar not sar uh and you you go through all of these challenges right and then hopefully at the end you're you're at the world where you've learned something where you're going to be able to share something with the world you're going you're you're feeling like a wholer version of yourself you know so uh i think that's why we love uh film and tv so much because it's constantly showing us that that journey you know to us and we're working that through our psyches you know wow my mind is yes. blown right now <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking cool like oh my god okay well since we're already talking about divination and we've talked about tarot let's pivot this beautiful conversation to the art and practice of divination as you created the lioness oracle deck 
you speak about how you had originally hand collaged paper images into cards. And if you've not seen her beautiful cards, it just, I, uh, we literally don't know how you did it. So can you please talk us through this method of creation? Because my, um, my sister made a, a lot of collages back in the day. And I have these two beautiful collages that she's made for me. And I'm like, how do you do this? Like, how do you do this? It's amazing. Yeah, I, well, big part of the fun for me is, you know, just grabbing the discarded magazines I see everywhere, right? So that's a, that's a big part of it, right? And it's, it's, I really feel like certain things just come to me on purpose. I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's wild when I'm collaging the things that I realize are in my untapped collection. Like I haven't gone through this magazine yet, or I haven't gone through this stack that I picked up, you know, and it's like, oh, all of that was in there. And now, hey, that kind of seems like it was supposed to be in there. It's all this wild, magical chaos magic that's just really interesting. And with the Linus Oracle Tarot, I mean, it, it, one of the first things that started happening was rose images started coming to me, just like flooding to me. I just like, you know, magazines filled with roses, rose images, and I just started putting them in things. And then I was like, oh, this, you know, and then I, I started realizing around that time that I have a very strong connection with roses and they're one of my plant allies and it's my due to my matrilineal line of the name is rose and all this stuff right and and I was like okay you know and that theme you know I could feel it wanting to come through and then you know all I didn't go I don't go searching for tigers and lions and all they're always coming to me I am just like, oh, yep, here it is again. Here's another one. I've just found more. And it's like, you know, it's, I didn't really have to look far, you know, and um, I, I still don't. And, you know, I put those in there and, and a lot of the other images are just what I'm looking through my collection and I'm finding and I'm putting it together. And, you know, it was interesting making a tarot deck out of found images, you know, because I can't make these super stylized uh, like digi collages that you see where I'm gonna like give you all the perfect sword images and wand images and all of this and it's and it's great I mean that world of art is amazing and it's it's so gorgeous but I have to you know work with what I find you know so it made uh, some of the images in the tarot deck a little more abstract you know a little more like I'm trying to show you with like the look on the cat's face or, you know, I'm, I'm going to show you skulls instead of swords to show like the shadow elements of fear of death, you know, the, the core of conflict, you know, and, um, you know, and other things would magically come together like a traditional tarot image, you know, like I'd find a hand and I'd find a wand looking thing, you know, and that was like the ace of wands and it, you know, definitely was, calling on that rider weight image, you know, and, and certain things would come through like that, but other things I'd have to just like make up or, you know, put together. And, 
it was just, again, very flowy, very intuitive, very just working with what I had, letting it come through. And, and that's kind of how it, it all came together. And then, you know, obviously I made stylized choices. Like I uh, get all the roses I can find now and, and, you know, make a very uh, stylized uh, collages for my boxes and things like that. You know, I do make those choices, you know, but it's still all with paper, you know? <laughs> so, so dope. Yeah. It's stunning. It's, uh, it's thank endlessly you. gorgeous. I mean, you know, it's, it's described as vivid colors and cosmic connection that invite us to expand our consciousness and manifest our dreams. I love that. This is like a great time to talk about um, the dimension of color magic and symbology here. And we just kind of talked about that a little bit with roses and plant allies. I totally vibe with that because roses are some of my plant allies too. Okay. But I'm wondering um, how you really chose those vivid colors, like how you kind of focused Mm. on color symbols and shapes into each card and if you want to take a specific card and just use that as like a case study when we're thinking about this maybe to Mm -hmm. to focus it but how each card had that magical resonance at every dimension yes I think for me it would you know it was coming a lot for like what my eye found beautiful to see in that moment uh a color just is very healing, right? You know, we, these different colors send different signals to our spirit, to our brains. And uh, that's why uh, there's so much healing in, in bright colors, vivid colors. And I think uh, using that uh, with contrasting like blacks and blues and things just, it was pleasing to my eye, right? While I was making it. And I, I really do kind of use that as a basis and hoping that, you know, someone else will find that striking as well. Uh, again, it's kind of like an intuitive put together too, while I'm, I'm doing it, like when I'm placing things together in an image, it's like, that doesn't feel right. So I, I grab something else. Oh, okay. That feels right. And a lot of the times I'm not being too cerebral about it, but it ends up kind of evoking uh, that energy, you know, like with the sun card, for instance, you know, it, it felt right when it was bright, when there were like ray like uh, lines you know, coming off of the figure's face that were, you know, orange and, and, you know, to have the yellow and the bright, you know, smiling face, you know, it just uh, evoked that for me, you know, and so it kind of go with that, you know, the moon felt moody, you know, candles, red, black, it just, that's how it felt to me. I just kind of go with what I like and what's feeling right to me and uh, hope that that resonates with, you know, someone else. It sounds like it does, but as far as all of the bright colors, I think that's just kind of my vibe. I, I love, I love vivid, rich color, you know? So I think that it's like my style, right? Where some people might, you know, like more of a, a black and white, landscape or you know more of a muted tone or you know it's kind of it's it's coming from an aesthetic of, of someone who's making it it's going to resonate with people who have a similar 
aesthetic uh, interest, you know, and, and for me, it's, it's just all of those colors just really do something to me, you know, when I'm looking at it. Um, so that, that is healing. So yes, uh, yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. Your intuition is like, so fucking spot on just with a <laughs> single card, like in that deck. And like, your oracle decks are just as mysterious as, and stunning as your tarot deck. Your vision of the muse deck also features, like you said, beautiful, vivid colors and images in a collage style. Now, could you talk us through some of the imagery you put together for this deck and what story you're telling with these pieces? Absolutely. It actually does uh, segue perfectly from color, actually. It's, it's um, a perfect time to segue into Vision of the Muse because, uh, especially when I was revising, I, I revised Vision of the Muse in 2020. I, I expanded it. I added a bunch of cards. I changed a few of them, um, but kept a lot of the, the originals there. But one of the biggest things that happened for me in adding cards to that deck was it was springtime I remember it was springtime of 2020 and I was every image I was making was like this explosion of color like color explosion after color explosion I remember I sent some images over to my mom and she was like whoa like you are these images are like really colorful and I was like I know I think something new is happening here you know it's 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 just I can't stop making images like this you know and I think you know it speaks a lot to where we were at that time you know we were all cooped up inside it was a really dark time it still you know is and uh it was springtime and you know that's when all the blossoms are showing their amazing colors and spring is at its like most full and and I was really feeling that I think of coming out of like the dark of winter and I was just like color 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 and I think the freedom to just do that uh because again it's an oracle deck it's just what it wants to be it's just what's coming through uh, it felt so good and um, it's actually led to uh, one of the projects I'm, you know, working on now, which is, is very colorful. You know, I think it, it kind of changed something for me in, in not to say I'll never go, who knows, back to my old aesthetic, but, you know, that kind of contrasting tones kind of gave way to just like let's just put all the fucking color in there <laughs> and it's just you know it's um it's rich you know it felt rich to me uh like the abundance card for instance I was like okay we've got fucking rainbows butterflies flowers fruit you know everything this is what abundance feels like to me it's not just material right it's like a feeling it's like a feeling that everything is juicy and colorful and lush right it's like the empress's garden you know, and uh, yeah, I think rainbows, you know, I think I was taking uh, iris flower essence at the time, um, and it's connected to iris of the rainbows, and I think that was really coming through, like, it was just like, everything's a fucking rainbow, you know, <laughs> and, like, and it just, um, it felt so healing, you know, so uh, that's that certain part of Vision of the Muse, but Vision of the Muse, is 
a mystery mystic child because it was even like this with tarot but like I said with like the last you know 15 cards I had left it was like I really knew okay these are the ones obviously that I'm going for but um up until then it was like I don't know what card I'm making today let's see what comes through and with vision of views it was always like that because I didn't have like oh these are the ones I'm making. I didn't know, you know, it was just like, let's see what happens. And then I'll look at it and see what it feels like. And I'll call it something, you know? And um, so the effect that it's kind of had, I really love that using that deck because it's got a really like psychedelic, like uh, magical feel to it. You know, it really did, live up to its namesake it's like it's muse I've been using it lately like I'll do a daily draw just to kind of see like what's the vibe today like what's my best channel you know and I and it kind of gives me an answer and I kind of go with that you know and it's 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 just got it's it's real yeah it's it's just this psychedelic magic child you know so uh that's my vision of the muse baby I I love it well, especially you said that you were making mm -hmm. revisions in, in like beginning kind of a 2020. That's literally when the height of the pandemic happened. And yep. the fact that like all of the rainbows, butterflies, like all like the psychedelic things, like that's the happiness that we needed during that mm -hmm. time. So like, especially when you were mm -hmm. saying like, I don't know what's going to pop out today. Let's just like fucking go and see. That was literally what our lives were like then. So mm -hmm. you just put all basically the whole pandemic into a deck. Yeah, you know, it well, the pandemic ended up being no different than, you know, when I had lost my father, it was like, okay, now, now I'm going through this. And it, it really does seem like that's when my collages really come out. I, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse, but it's just like, I'm going through something hard. Like, here come the collages. <laughs> It just kind of yeah, seems to be my thing. I don't know why, but it is. We're here for the therapy. We're here for the art yeah. therapy. I love that. Yeah, oh yeah, God. yeah, yeah. And obviously we have to talk about the stars divine as well. Yes. This would be a conversation with you if we didn't talk about her as well. So you also have an astrology reading oracle deck, which is so friggin' cool. And you say it's an oracle deck based on the foundation of astrology intended to pull messages from the zodiac. Yes. So can you discuss this in further detail and how you might use it as a companion piece to traditional tarot and oracle? So something that you can use with Vision of the Muse as well. Yes, yes. Well, my intention for making it was that it could be a really fun tool for learning astrology if you didn't know much, right? You could look at the images. I'm a very visual person. So I thought that, you know, looking at an image and then, you know, looking at what it means in the book might help you start learning or, you know, you could pull a card one day and be like, oh, I'm pulling the North Node today. Let's see what that says in the book and then be like, ah, okay. So maybe I'm dealing with my karmic evolution today. There's something about today that points to what I'm trying to learn, right? Or you pull the sun uh, symbol and it's like, oh, okay, well, my sun is in Leo. Okay. So today's a day to lean into that. So it was like, not only is it a divination tool, right? But while you're divinating, you're also connecting to astrology. So I was really wanting to bring those together uh, for the novice. But then also I was hoping that 
a seasoned astrologer could use it in their practice. You know, they could pull cards for their client or they could pull cards and talk to their audience or they could just use the cards as the visual reference. And, and I have been seeing that since it came out and it's made me so happy. Um, and I, it's been really trippy for me to, use, you know, to create it and then to use it because uh, I find that I'll pull cards from it for myself or others. And it's pointing exactly to like either a transit that's happening or that person's sun sign or moon sign or like something important that needs to come through. So it really does work as a divinatory tool, but which will obviously connect to uh, something important with the stars, you know? So it's, it's become this really cool, like baby that, that I birthed. I'm just like, thank you for making me your mom because you are like so rad, you know? <laughs> Um, it's just been really fun to work with, um, but yeah, it, it's, and it, it does work really well with tarot because, you know, tarot and astrology are such a match, you know, the symbolism in tarot with the elements and the suits and the archetypes relate to the symbols of astrology, so you know, using that them as companions is only going to deepen the archetypal energy that wants to come through for someone, the healing energy that wants to come through, the messages, the advice, the the tools. And, you know, for example, uh, you might pull the death card in the tarot deck, and then you might pull Pluto in the stars divine, right? And then you really know, okay, I'm in it, you know, I'm going through a death and rebirth process. And then you might look at your birth chart and see that you're having a Pluto transit. Or you might discover that, oh, Pluto aspects my sun or my moon, and I'm just a Pluto person. So I'm going to like go through these Plutonian aspects regularly, you know, or, you know, or whatever, you know, um, so they do, they do just go hand in hand. And then I feel like vision of the muse thrown in there. It's just like giving you, you know, spiritual messages to guide you. Like, you know, it's, it's telling you to look at the unknown. Are you afraid of the unknown? Or it's telling you to uh, look at how you feel about love or abundance or uh, that you're in a period of expansion, you know, it's a time to shine or whatever, you know, it just like has its like spirit messages for you. Um, so they, I, that's how I've been using them in client readings is I've just been using them together. And I, I find that it, they, it just rounds everything out. Like it, it's like, they all work together. It's really cool. I can't wait to buy your two other, mm -hmm. yeah, Sean, we were thinking the same thing, like, can't wait to buy <laughs> I keep saying this every time you're finished talking that it's so freaking cool, but like, it is so freaking cool. So thank you for being so freaking cool. And uh, I'll try to stop <laughs> using that term. <laughs> I mean, yeah, cause you are really fucking cool. So like that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> really cool. And like, we could literally keep on going on and on with this conversation, but unfortunately we are at our last question. Can you give any advice or words of wisdom for young artists looking to follow in your magical footsteps? Yes, I'd love to. I'd say be patient with the process and with yourself. If it's something that you want to do and something that you want to commit to, 
I would say start making the artwork, start making the deck, you know, start to start making it, you know, and be patient with that process. It's really easy. Uh, you know, it was happening to me too, when I was making the first one, um, it can be really easy to jump to publishing, to jump to, you know, your box design, to jump, to, to jump far down the road and get overwhelmed and then quit. Right. Uh, and I, I would at least recommend complete the art, make the artwork, be in the art process, you know, and be patient with how long that takes. You know, it took me, I don't know, two years or something to make all of them. And it, some people are faster in their process. Uh, some people take longer, right? I've, I've, I have uh, other colleagues who take like four years to make a deck, you know, uh, it, it, it depends to so just be in that art practice. And then when you complete it, or when you're close to completing it, you know, then you get your ducks in a row, you know, are you going to self-publish? Do you want to get a publisher? Do you, uh, do you know, you know, maybe think about, you know, are you going to have a guidebook, all that, then you can start thinking about all of that, but don't overwhelm yourself too much in the beginning would be my advice, like take it step by step and, and just trust, trust yourself, trust that you're, Trust your flow, like I said, trust your artistic cycle, I think would be uh, don't push yourself when you're when you're not feeling it, you know, that would be uh, my advice. This has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alejandra. Thank it's you for been... having me. Oh my God. This was so fun. You're yes. so fucking cool. You're just Yay. so fucking cool. And you two are so cute. <laughs> you're so Thank cute. You. <laughs> I've just been looking at the two of you this whole time. I'm like, oh, cuties. You know, <laughs> the Leo so pack. Much. We got to like all, you know, be cute, you know. Just yeah, kind of spread the, in this spread the sunshine. Spread it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Please tell the people where they can find you and follow your journey. I'm the Lioness Oracle across the board. So the Lioness Oracle on Instagram, thelionessoracle.com if you want to check out my site. And I, yeah, that's that's me. Um, that's how to look me up. If you look up the Lioness Oracle Tarot, you can, uh, you know, see my deck. And, you know, that's just, that's how to, that's how to find me. cool yeah I mean how many times like just start a drinking game on the amount of times that we said that during this episode because it's true <laughs> she's it's... so cool she's like she's spitting the truth y'all like yeah. she's spitting the truth and the way that she has created these decks and these collages like it is such imagery of the circle of life like, it's, <laughs> truly it's true. it's so fucking true and it just was so amazing the fact that like us leos were just having a like we were just talking we were just having it was a, a whole talk. moment yeah it was it really a was. moment was we were moment. roaring at each other and everything yeah like literally we could have roared for like hours but you know what this just means that you can listen to the episode again 
Or you could go on her shop and buy her decks because you yes. really should. They are stunning, beautiful, magical. There's three different ones. You don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. And obviously she has other things up her sleeve that, yes. I mean, that's exciting. So we really do hope that you enjoyed this episode. We really hope that you enjoyed our last episodes. Get ready for next week's episode because it's going to be so freaking good too. You know where to find us on the Spotify, on the Google, on the Apple, on the Instagram, on the website. Because um, guess what? Something might be launching very soon. Ooh, I wonder what it might be. What is it, Sean? <laughs> Could it be another oil? Could it be a Yuletide oil? Who knows? I, I mean, I think, uh, yeah. You might just have to subscribe to us, y'all. Yeah, no, but seriously, it just, there's another oil coming. So you should just, yeah, you know. And um, what else? Yeah, drink your water, gas yourself up, stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself how beautiful you are just as you are. Do your divination, talk to your spirit, speak to your ancestors, connect with the earth. Just do everything that you need to do for yourself in this transformational rebirth time in the world and also time in your life. So vibe with yourself, y'all. Speaking some Leo truth. (laughs) Some Leo truth. truth. Um, Leos, I mean, well, Leos, but also all the other astrological signs. (laughs) Honorary lions. (laughs) Thank you. We love you. We will see you next week. Bye, Pride. Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion. The Witch. And the podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches, for going hexing.